Oh, here goes, and welcome to the 102nd episode of Throwback Hoops. Woody V's in the house. Please follow the show on YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcasts, we appreciate everyone's ongoing support, and as always, I'm joined by my main man, Robbie Clayton. What's going on, brother? What's up, Woods? Good to be back. Another hot day in here, hence me having that annoying fan over my shoulder there, but it's either that or, you know, sweaty pool of a mess for the show. So, um, big question is, did you pay your, your internet bill this week? I did, I did. I just wanted to apologize to all our viewers and listeners about last week. Uh, had a few issues with the software update on my computer and the, the Wi-Fi seemed a bit down, but done all the testing and stuff this week. We apologize. Uh, already I can tell things are back to normal this week. So once again, sorry, you guys. So without a further ado, man, let's not go on that anymore. And let's, uh, let's jump straight into the show. So I see you you got two jerseys there of two brothers, potentially. This might be the first time, right? I think where we've had two. Two people related to each other for my double jersey. So, um, so yeah, we're, today we're talking the Wright Brothers Woods, and I'm not talking about the aviation ones. Um, I'm talking about the, the Wright Brothers, one retired player, one current player. So hanging behind me, there's a pretty nice uh, DeLong Wright, black Nike Toronto Raptors jersey. So quite like that jersey, Woods. A bit of a random one. Don't think there's a lot of those going around. Um, so a little bit about DeLong. Um, drafted out of Utah at pick 20 in the 2015 NBA draft by the Raps. Um, he actually bounced around the league a fair bit, spending time on seven different teams since getting drafted, including one season with our Hawks, which yep. I really like the way he went about it that year. Um, currently a member of the Wizards. I think he might be injured at the moment. He is a pretty injury-prone player. Um, but look, he's obviously uh, he's a 31-year-old now. Woods. He's carved out a pretty solid career as a backup guard. He can play both positions there. Um, he's certainly known for his tough defense there, so he's a you know, long-arm sort of defender. And probably one of the reasons why I liked him on the Hawks there. I thought he was a good you know, backup when Trey would have a bit of a break there. So um, it's a long ride. I'll keep these random ones coming, right? So um, sure, I'll stand man. up and show you the one I'm, I'm wearing here. I'll, before I talk about this one, Woods, this was a Golden State jersey before Golden State were cool. So uh, this is just when they brought in this new jersey, well before they won any championships or anything like that. So I'll stand up and show you the one I'm, I'm wearing today. So for, lo- for all our audience that can't see, Robbie's rocking the Golden Warriors Darrell Wright jersey. And if I'm not mistaken, that year he was with Golden State was a career year for him, wasn't it? He had a great year that year. Um, I think he actually um, I've got some notes there. Yeah, he actually um, um, had set some three-point shooting records for the Warriors, which of course they all got broken by a certain Mr. Curry. But he actually held quite a few records there. So. Um, a very random player, Woods. I know we'll talk about him a little bit and what your thoughts were, but he was a guy that I loved back in the day. Like, he was probably like maybe a top three favourite player for me. Um, so, I'm obviously talking Darrell Wright there. So, a little bit about Darrell Wright. Um, he played 11 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of high school at pick 19 in the 2004 draft. So, he's quite a bit older than his brother, DeLon. So, 11 years apart in the draft um, in uh, picks there. Um, he was drafted by the Heat, went on to play with the Heat, Warriors, 76ers, and Blazers. Um, before finishing his career with quite a few stints in Europe, I'm not sure if you sort of you knew that there. He played all around. He was you know, even in Russia for a short time there. So he did bounce around a little bit towards the end of his career there. Um, he was actually an NBA champion in 2006. So something you'll always have on the resume there as a member of the Miami Heat. Um, he was actually the youngest player on that Heat roster there as well. And um, I know all the, the veterans really liked him as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, and look, he's, like you said before, he probably his best years were with the Warriors. Um, he had quite a few three point shooting records as I mentioned um, finished his career with a, a, an eight and a half point per game average so not a bad average there um, 
Bit of a different game to DeLon there, who's a bigger sort of player, more of a, more a three, playing a three position. Um, we're certainly known for his three and D. He also had the long arms, like his, his younger brother there. But just someone I always really like there. And, you know, I've got a couple of signed cards of his. I was going to get some of them out today, but a little bit hard to get them out with my current sore back at the moment. So um, so he's now 38 years of age, Woods. Um, he's coaching high school in California. Um, so what were your memories of Darrell Wright, apart from him being my one-time man crush, right? Just a, a great shooter, a winner, you know, um, a, a great guy in the locker room. I just listened to um, him on a podcast recently with Matt Barnes and, and, and Steven Jackson, the All-In Smoke, and really just seems like a good guy. Um, I think you're right. He had two seasons of the Golden State, my mistake. Mm-hmm. Actually averaged 16.4 points, 5.3 rebounds and three assists and a steal right, and a half per game in yeah. that, that year. And, um, you know, for career, you know, late 33-point shooter, um, probably could have gone onto a lesser team and been a, a borderline all-star player with the kind of skill set that he had, but he always sort of uh, fitted that role players. Um, you you imagine know, him in this current era as well, Woods. He might have yeah. come into the league a little bit sort of early. In this current era now, he would be making some big money, I would have thought, with his skill set there. Um, I certainly did have that man crush on him for quite a while, didn't I? I know I'd always draft him way too high in my fantasy comps going back in, in the early sort of or the late late noughties and early early 10s there. So, yeah, Darrell Wright. Um, have you ever seen a Darrell Wright or a DeLon Wright jersey um, ever? Only yours, man. Only mine. All right, nice. Well, that's how we Actually, like it on. If I'm mistaken, Darrell Wright's married to one of those R&B singers, 90s R&B group singers, me and well, me. That's right from up your alley, that, yeah, one, yeah, so yeah. that one for you. Nice. But I'll have to yeah. check out that, that podcast on um, All the Smoke as well and see what that's all about. So, yep, for nice. sure. Well, um, well, that's mine for the week. Um, I can see you've got a nice um, brand new Hawks hat on there. So, first thing, I'm liking you that. Like that, mate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I'm right. liking that. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And, um, yeah, why don't you show us who you're rocking today? All right, man. You'll be surprised. The Woods are standing up, rocking the number 23, Orlando Magic, Mario Hazonia jersey. I actually forgot he had that one. Um, are you um, are you trying to outdo me for the most random jersey in an episode? I think you might have me beat there. This is pretty good, right? This That's is a good one. No, I really like Mario. You know that, man. Um, mm. He actually had a... Um, a solid few years um, in playing for Barcelona before he actually declared for the NBA draft in 2015. He was the fifth overall pick. Spent three years with the Orlando Magic, a season with New York, a season with Portland. And since then, he's been at uh, Panathinaikos, uh, played in Russia, um, and he currently plays for Real Madrid. And his his accolades just stack up. I'll just go through them real quickly. EuroLeague mm. champion, uh, Russia League MVP, uh, Russia League All-Star, um, three-time Spanish Super Club winner, uh, Greek League champion, Greek Cup winner, um, I can't believe he's Greek, still 20, 28 Spectacular player, right? You know, I, I could keep going. There's so yeah. many different um, achievements that he's had in the in the EuroLeague. Yes, he's only 28 years of age, and with the, the great success that he's been having in Europe lately, you see a guy like Dante Exum, mm. who went over to Europe and proved himself over time and got another shot in the NBA at similar age, 27, 28 this year, right? Yeah. With Dallas. It, it's not on the realms of possibility that we see Super Mario in the, in the NBA again. When he came into the league... The, the rap on him was he's a terrific shooter, can space the floor, above average rebounder, you know, listed at six foot, uh, nine inches of, of height. You can, you can play the four, you can play five in, in smaller lineups. Very versatile kind of player. He fits the MO for an NBA prototype. So, yeah. um, I'm surprised he wasn't so uh, successful in his event. What, what are your, what are your recollections of Well, Mario? some fun facts as I'm looking him up now, Woods. So obviously that 2015 draft. So he was actually drafted eight picks in front of Devin Booker. 
So that's pretty remarkable, that isn't it? Given him book is going to have a pretty amazing career by the time it's all done. Terry Rosie was also drafted a bit late. Um, actually, a couple of NBL players were in this draft. Also, Delon Wright was in the same draft. Um, oh, nice. We saw, yeah. um, we saw Tyler Harvey drafted at pick 51 in this draft. Of course, um, the Illawarra Hawks uh, point guard there. And also JP Tokoto, who I think I might have worn his jersey on the show, former Perth Wildcat there. So a bit of an NBL connection. But, yeah, probably someone that... I mean, look, people probably will look back at him. I know you love him, Woods. People probably will look back at him as a bit of a bust, just given bust. he was so high. Had yeah. he have been, you know, maybe taken in the late teens or 20s, he probably would have would have gone under the radar a bit. But, yeah, I guess when you could have had someone like Devin Booker, um, you know, you'd probably be kicking yourself. But, yeah, 28 years of age is pretty remarkable, isn't he? He's a, he's a big unit there. And like you said, he's having a, a great sort of second career there playing in Europe. And I'm sure he's, he's just as happy playing over there than he would be playing in the States, right? Yeah, a lot of these guys find that, they're more comfortable in that environment. It's yeah. a different style of basketball as well. Um, mm. And it's a bit more structured and some people fit into that better. But I mean, um, have you seen Amari Herzonia jersey before? Definitely not. No, that's got to be one of the more <laughs> random ones on the show. Um, I think when I saw it, I was wondering if it was a Jason Richardson one. And now I'm even doubting myself whether he did play for the Magic. Um, no, he did, and he wore 23. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm on track with that yeah, one. So, that. And it's kind of around that era as well. So I think he, Jay Rich was there for maybe a couple of years before Hazonia was drafted. So, yeah, very random one. I like it. So we couldn't have probably done any better with the random jerseys this week. For sure, man, for sure. Let's get into it then, shall we? Sounds good. I thought this week, let's get off with some NBL talk, right? Mm. Um, Your game, pre- Huh? Your game. Yeah, yeah. Let's start off with <laughs> give, some NBL give your talk. Same struggles. Yeah. yeah, okay. I was just about to get into it, and I want to throw it to you here. Okay, uh, we're really struggling. The Sydney Kings, I'm speaking of, have lost four of our last five games. We were seven and three, Robbie, to start off the year, and our last ten games have been three and seven, and we're playing 500 ball now at 10 and 10. Mm. You've watched a lot of the Kings on that 10-game stretch. What are some of the glaring issues you're seeing there? Well, firstly, it's just devastating for me to see the Sydney Kings on, on such a bad run. Woods, it's um, really upsetting for me, and I'm being very sarcastic there. Um, look, I know there's definitely some concerns there, and rightfully so. Um, a 10-10 and 10 record is not where anyone expected this team would be. Um, you know, I made some jokes in the, the earlier episodes when the season started about their, their salary cap and just some of the absolute talent and stars on this team, you know, former NBA players, boomers players, you know. Um, high- former MVP Former MVP, you're right there. So um, I think the big surprise to me has probably been those home losses. Um, I can't help but think it might be this Sunday afternoon thing. I know you've been um, just kind of vocal. You haven't been a big fan of the Sunday afternoon. The atmosphere hasn't been there like those Saturday night games. And obviously they've got a lot more of these games to come. So that might end up going down as a bit of a mistake there. Um, at the end of the day, though, Woods, I think there's too much talent on this team for the team to, to miss the plan. Um, I actually expect that they will remain in the top four. So um, maybe I'm sort of being a bit more confident with them than what you are there. Um, There's definitely some issues with their rotations. Um, And, you know, look, obviously Valentine's been very up and down. I think the big one is DJ Hogue. I mean, the guy, I mean, I don't know how many games he's played this year, right? But he's played less than half, right? Way less than half. Um, So that's a big one there. You're talking about someone that was, you know, in the the top three MVP race last year. Um, I'm going to talk about your boy Jalen Adams, though. You mentioned a former MVP there. Um, 
you, you know my thoughts on this guy. I actually do think he's a bit overrated. Some might disagree with me, and they're, they're more than entitled to their opinion there. One thing for me that I've noticed there, um, seems to be playing quite lazy. That would be my sort of thing about him. He seems like he just wants to turn it up in the fourth quarter. He seems like he wants to coast through the rest of the game. Um, I thought this guy was known as a defender, right? So all I've seen these last few weeks is guards putting up massive numbers. Um, if he's the defender that he sort of used to be, why was he not stopping um, Nathan Sobey, who torched the Kings last week? Um, I've seen quite a few guards go off on this guy this year and he doesn't seem to be willing to rotate it's like if his man goes somewhere else he just stay in the one position so uh, that, that would be probably the word i'd use if he, it seems like he's lazy out there so not quite sure what that is um someone coming in that's got the award that's got the championship maybe doesn't have the motivation that you know someone else in that import role would be what's your thoughts on on adams's um, performance look, this year look i think he thoroughly deserved that mvp that year that he won oh, yeah, he was no injured and he showed up. We haven't seen that same Jalen Adams, but Coach Buford, you can't be understated what a great influence he was on, on Jalen Adams, having that previous mm. history with him, right? He's yep. gone gone away for a year trying to pursue uh, playing overseas, and it didn't really work out for him. He got let go by clubs and whatnot. He's come back here sort of with his... Um, his head between his legs, let's say. And Are you seeing that too with the defensive effort as well? Look, it's not just him, right? Fenn Burford mm. is a collective thing. He he is yeah. part of it, but you just look at these guys. Man, men are always, you know, they're, they're sending two guys. Peter Hooley uh, outlined it on on uh, uh, overtime yesterday. They're sending two people to, to one guy, and then yeah. another guy's open all the time, and there's no one covering um, the, the other uh, the, the swing pass, so to speak. So a guy's open mm. for three, or there's a guy under the rim free so they're not communicating well on defense it's a collective effort Jalen Adams is a part of that but yeah. then you got to think um uh I don't think Sean Bruce starting is the right idea Denzel Valentine needs to start right he I needs agree. to start Sean Bruce comes in with that second unit I don't yeah. mind Kuwait Noy starting now with Jay Hogue out of the lineup so mm. I would go with uh, correct me if, if you think otherwise I'll go with Bolden starting at center right I would then go with Kuwait Noy uh Jalen Adams um, who else is that? Can you not start Bolden and Geordie Hunter on that team? I don't mind that combo given that Bolden can play outside in. I don't mind that. It gives you a big front court there. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a, a, a rotation yeah. or a pattern that, that Mumwood's like to have this year, is it? Those two no, I would go with those two. So I would go with Adams, Galloway, Valentine, mm. uh, Noy, Bolden, right? Hey, that, Galloway's that's the lineup good. I would go with. Mate, some of those dunks he threw down last week, he's, he's got some skills. There's no doubt his, about it. He's something that needs a bit of work. His shot mm. selection sometimes and his decision-making leaves a lot to be decided. He has all talent. Defensively, yeah. he can guard a lot of positions. He'll learn as, as he comes along. But I like Sean Bruce going to that second unit. I agree with you. I think that we still should probably make the top, top four. I, I picked the Kings to win 17, I think, at the start of the season. 17 and 11. Mm. At 10 and 10, I mean, they need to go what? Correct me, my maths, if I'm wrong. Seven, seven and, and one. one. Seven and one. On this yeah. last eight. No, so that's not going to happen. Well, I think I've still got. I think two Sundays in a row they've got home games against Melbourne and, and Perth, maybe in the reverse order there. Um, I think they've really missed Xavier Cookswoods. I know that's obviously oh, a bit of an sure. understatement saying for that, sure. but just someone that can come in and, and do the dirty work, wouldn't need a lot of the ball, great offensive rebounder, and they don't sort of have someone that's been able to replace his output, have they? Also, his leadership in the locker room. Mm. You look around at Sydney Kings lineup now, who's the one holding everyone accountable? You tell me. Who's that voice? Well, it's probably someone like Bruce, who I'm not sure they all want to listen to, you know? Like, sure. You've got, got to be one of the star players to sort of command that respect in the locker room, I would have thought. So. I think so. So, I mean, mm -hmm. they, they not only do they miss him on the floor, they miss him off the floor as well. Yeah. Coach Mahmood seems to have lost 
um, Angus Glover. I, 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 I was at the game the other day and um, Glove just hit a three and he got subbed out. Uh, and then he just looked over at Bogut and Pongrass and Long Love, the uh, front office, kind of like, what's going on? Why, why does hey, you, not let me play? You mentioned something in that game as well, Woods, right? You saw that timeout that they called. Tell us, um, tell everyone about that. Yeah, so when the timeout was called, they all all the coaches just stood in the middle of the key arguing about things while the players just had a chat on their own. And the time was up and the players had to go on the floor. Mm. So it was almost like, uh, I'm reading between the lines here, but it looked like, you know, Fleur and, and Kickett and Co were, were questioning some of the decision, decisions Coach Mahmoud Abdul Fateh made, right? And so yeah. um, there's not a lot of uh, synergies there amongst the coaching staff is how I read it. It's also the, the give a damn factor on the faces of the Kings players, man. It doesn't look like they care. Mm. They're giving up 96 points per game, 95, 96 points per game. I think eight times people have put, uh, raised the back against them, put our century on board. Right, they're the worst yeah. defense in the league at the moment. And you look at some of the guys on that roster. DJ was all defensive almost last year, right? I can't remember. I think he might have been all defensive first or second team. Yeah, yeah. you've got good defenders on that team. Bolden's an above average defender. Valentine's, you know, very long and can guard multiple positions. Adams, as you said, comes in with a high pedigree, a defensive pedigree. With those tools, they need to be better defensively. And it's a it's a combination of the fault of the players and also the coaching staff, not getting them in positions to succeed. So, yeah. Yeah. No, well said. All right. Adelaide, I think we'll get into it. We've got, Sydney's got Adelaide and New Zealand this week, both away, potentially, to win those That's games. A, it's a big double, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we'll get into it in a second. Okay, I want to talk about their last game where they lost to the ninth-place Brisbane Bullets, who I think have just shot up to sixth or seventh on the ladder. That's how log-jammed it is between... Uh, you know, number four and ten on that, number four and nine on that ladder. Um, mm. Casey Prather, someone you're very familiar with, right? Um, yeah. Perth legend. You know, early 30s now, I think 32 years of age. He hasn't played basketball for two years, but he really, in, in the limited minutes he played against Sydney, he really brought that energy, didn't he? Um, and I think he's yeah. going to help that team. No, I mean, firstly, it's great to see a champion of the game back in the NBL. Um, someone I'd really love for his time in Perth. Um, you know, really helped us to, to get some of those titles there. Um, I thought he looked pretty decent. He only played yeah. 10 minutes. He scored eight points. Um, probably the big thing I like for him, Woods, was his body language. You talked about that body language before. He was the first one up off the bench, high-fiving people, um, giving positive encouragement to, to players, you know, younger players on the team there. So I think that's great he's come in there because, to be honest, their other two imports aren't, Playing amazing, are they? Um, in in Shannon Scott and um, uh, the other guy's names escaped Chris me. Smith. Smith, yeah. So Chris those Smith, guys have been yeah. a little bit quiet there, but um, I actually like what the the bullets are doing. So I think he's someone that can fit into this team pretty well. Um, I'm loving their their three headed monster woods. You know, I'm really high on Rocco Zakarski. I still think he's a chance for the Olympic team this year. Honestly, if they want to take someone over there for insurance and just put him on the end of the bench, why would you not pick the biggest like young player in there? Bring him on there. He can change your game on the defensive end. Honestly, it's not nearly as outlandish. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's not nearly as outlandish a comment as I initially thought you made. Now yeah. I'm, 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 I'm starting to like. Yeah. Say there's some credence in what you're I'll, saying. I'll right? start bringing it up even more now as well. So, oh, I know yeah, you will. I know so you're you will. saying yeah. that prediction was better than my prediction a few years ago that Tori and Prince might be an all-star in the NBA? You're saying that no was a better doubt. prediction? No oh, doubt. Right. No cool. doubt. No doubt. Cool. Um, I'll tell you what, though. This Brisbane Bullets team looked better which Shannon Scott healthy as well this last game. I know yeah. Chris Smith was out with an injury. Shannon Scott played really well last last uh, last week against Sydney. And him mm. and Casey Prather have initially got a, a nice understanding already, I saw. So I think Shannon Scott's come back. He's on contract next year. So yeah. I think with this Brisbane, 
Fraser's on contract next year. Well, he's got a, a mutual option provided he proves his health. So I think these last eight nine games, they're not going to win a championship this year, Brisbane. It's a good opportunity for them to, um, uh, you know, get these guys fit and healthy and be prepared for a run next season. Um, and as you mentioned, Tyrell Harrison, Rob Zikowski are also already there. There's been a lot of talk about what, what Spain's going to do. He's off contract. Mm. He's settled down in Brisbane now. Yeah. Um, it would make logical sense for him to play... Uh, uh, be re-signed on a smaller contract to help. It would have to be on a discount, year. wouldn't it? Yeah, he'd almost yep, have yep. to take a fifty percent pay cut. But at this stage of his career, and without wanting to uproot his family, that he might be more than willing to do that. And, and what a great player for someone like Sakarski to learn from than the big banger there. Yep. So no, I like what they're doing in in Brisbane at the moment. Yep, he doesn't need the money, does he? No, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Just want to move on to a couple of award predictions, right? Two awards specifically, I want to talk about. Firstly, I want to talk about MVP, right? Bryce Cotton, is anyone challenging him for the MVP this year? The way he's playing right now is on another level, right? He had struggled for that first seven games, but he's putting up about 29 points per game, shooting 40% from the field, yeah. um, winning games on his own back for that for, for your Wildcats. You see him as the, the front runner for, for MVP? Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because you mentioned that slow start that he had. People were really plotting, you know, BC's demise early in the year there. Is he too old now? Has he finally turned the corner? Um, he's just on another another level at the moment, isn't he? I think he's now scored over 30 points in six games already this season. Um, honestly, an absolute clear, clear favourite for the MVP, I'd, I'd say, at this stage. And I think a lot of credit's got to go to John, really. I think getting this team back on the same page, people were quick to, you know, throw him under the bus earlier in the year. I think he settled on some rotations. I think the Doolittle, um, the import um, that coming in has been really handy. Maybe not so much on Jordan Usher, but he seems to have accepted okay. that role. He's all right. Yeah, he's, he's still got okay. the confidence, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, Cotton, and honestly, I know I'm biased here, but he is so fun to watch. I mean, yeah. he's one of those players that makes me laugh. I've mentioned this thing before. If a player makes me laugh, like Steph Curry will do that. He'll just hit a shot. That it kind of just makes you chuckle, right? And some of the stuff Cotton does, and he's got some really good, you know, high ball um, screen action there where he basically sort of, you know, looks like he's going to go for the three-point shot, goes around the screen and just cuts the basket there. I think he had maybe three and one opportunities in that New Zealand game and he's really hard to, to be stopped at this um, at this current time you mentioned the the MVP and whether he's a clear favorite there I was actually giving this a bit of thought um, I don't even know who else you put in the running there I mean CG 43 started off really well he's slowed down quite a bit um, obviously you've got Mitch Creek and Big Sauce who have both had quite a few games injured they're probably not in the running there um, I think the Tassie and the Kings players have been inconsistent their star players um, the only other two I'm thinking that could be in contention and, and tell me if I I've forgotten anyone here. It could be maybe Pat Miller and Nathan Sobey. Could be other, you know, maybe in that conversation. I, I like those guys. So I think the, two, the New Zealand duo then and PJC and Jeremy. Lamb, yeah, true, right? true. Those two yeah. are playing great basketball. New Zealand's trending upwards. Mm. The yep. stats that those two are putting up are astronomical, right? So I think yep. you've got to put the two in the conversation for all NBL first team as well, right? I mean, it would be strange if Melbourne run away with that minor premiership and they don't have anyone that will be all first. And I think I might have picked Delhi to make it. You know, I think he's probably not gone as well as I thought. JLA, JLA's got yeah, JLA's true. The mix. But they're so yeah. deep, I guess. They're all just sort of, you know, showing. Um, shout out to Kyle Bowen as well. He's looked really good. Really good. That um, ugly looking shot he's got. Um, you know, I commentated his game last year and got to, you know, have a quick chat with him sort of thing. Really pleased. I wish he was in, doing it in a red jersey there, but pleased to see him doing it. But nah, for me, going back to that MVP thing, Woods, I think it's certainly Cotton's to lose now with these eight games left. Which former NBA player had a very similar shooting technique to Cal Bowen? Like Michael Adams or something? Michael like Adams, baby. Michael a, foot, a foot smaller yeah, than yeah, Michael Adams. Style, Every he? time he shoots with that one hand, I think of good old Michael Adams, who yeah. could actually shoot the lights oh, out. He really could, yeah. yeah. 
and, right? and Bowen's a really accurate shooter as well. So yeah, no, it's, uh, it was a, a great signing for Melbourne. But yeah, I think it's um, it's certainly Cotton's MVP to lose at this stage. Perfect, Coach of the Year. I'm going to go with Justin Tatum. I know Dean Vickerman's going to be in the mix, right, with what mm. he's done. But Justin Tatum coming in, taking over from JJ, and having that impact that he's had on the Hawks, I've got him as my front runner for Coach of the Year. Yeah, well, let's for, let's not forget Vickerman didn't get it last year as well. You know, they he could have been in the conversation last year. We saw Scott Roth get it. Um, I think you've got to give him consideration this year. If they end up winning that minor premiership by you know more than three or four games, I think he'd be a little bit unlucky not to get it. But no, you're right. What Tatum's done coming in and getting that team on the same page. Um, I don't know if it's a coincidence. Every time you see an interview with one of their players, what's the first thing they mention about him? Players coach, players yeah. coach. They, every single one of them says it there. So they seem to be buying into his style and, and his, you know, the way he sort of communicates with the players there. Um, so yeah, he's definitely in the running there. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe John really is a sneaky chance yeah. as well. I mean, I don't I, see why not, right? Like, I don't see why not. And, and yeah. also what my count against Coach Tatum is, JJ had control of the ball club for the first eight games, right? So yeah. maybe that counts maybe against him with games. the voters, right? Ne- nearly a third of a season, a bit under you know, a third of the season. So, yeah, I think it'll probably be one of those three, right? Vickerman, uh, Tatum, or, or really. Agreed. Agreed. So let's jump into the... We've got a game tonight, man. Well, you know, I did not even know that, Woods. All right, my, my plans are changed tonight, so I did not even know that. So, yeah, at the time of recording, Wednesday the 10th of January. So, nice one. Thanks for the reminder there. Yeah, yeah I, I, I looked. Uh, hey, get your Supercoach team in right after we record, oh, bro. yeah, good call, good call. Right, don't forget, don't forget. Okay, yeah. Brisbane, Tasmania, who you got? actually like that game. I'm looking forward to after seeing that now. Um, yeah, me too, me too, me too. I'm not sure with what Tasmania are bringing week to week there. They've been a little bit inconsistent. Um, I'm going to say Brisbane. I reckon those $2.26 odds that it's showing on that slide are looking pretty good. So I'll say the Bullets at home. and Yeah, it should be a solid game this time. All right, I'm going to go with Tasmania on that one. Adelaide versus Sydney tomorrow night. What's going to happen with DJ? He's either going to go for 30 plus points or he'll go for about six points and miss 20 shots. So what, what do you think will happen? Yeah, he's, he's, going, he's going to shoot. He's going to, he's going to have a, he has an agenda other than winning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So he's going to go and try and drop 50 on Sydney and put up ill-advised shots. And Sydney's going to take this one in a, in yeah. a canter, I would say. Yeah. He's going to shoot his right. team out of the, out, out of contention, right? Yeah, maybe. And Sydney's got a point to prove, man. The the media is talking. Mm. Um, they're in the news a lot, and people have been very critical of them. I think they'll they really have a um, a chip on their shoulder to get that W. So Sydney yep. to win. Then we move on to a double header on Friday. Let's start with New Zealand and Melbourne. That's going to be a really two, good game, isn't it? Two good games here, actually. Yeah, I like this New Zealand yeah. Melbourne one there. I mean, look at the odds there; very sort of even, aren't they? Um, New Zealand were, you know, probably the better team against the Wildcats for you know, a majority of that game there. Um, yeah, I'm going to say New Zealand win this one at home there. I'm not sure I'm a big fan of that, that commentary that comes out of New Zealand there, but um, I guess some people yeah. will say that, you know, say otherwise. But, yeah, I think that, that'll be a close one, maybe New Zealand in a close one. Uh, I'm going to get Melbourne in that one. They've lost two of their last three, and they're yep. really going to want to win. They've lost Adelaide, man, you know. They're going to come in hungry. All right, Tassie versus Illawarra. That is a big game, isn't it? I mean, look, we we tipped Brisbane to win tonight in that game Wednesday night, so I can't see Tassie dropping two in a row here. I think they'll they'll control their home court there. But another good game. Looking forward to that one. So that's the the later game on Friday there. So yeah, I'd say Tassie in another close one. I'm gonna agree with you. I, I think Tassie you're gonna do the double win both this this weekend. Yeah. All right, Cairns Adelaide. This is this is an interesting one. Cairns have been on a bit of a free fall. Obviously lost, as you can see, they lost three of their last four. Yeah. Um, but I think they should get the business done against Adelaide at home. Yeah, I agree with you with that one. Yep. Yep. Um, 
SEM have been depleted, man. All, all three of their imports couldn't play last week. That was Who knows crazy, what... right? Do we know if yeah. any of those three are back this week? Well, I mean, Gary, Gary, Gary Brown is back for oh, sure. He was suspended. Oh, no, he wasn't suspended. No, no, no he, he wasn't suspended. Been, yeah. No. Yeah. And what happened to Abdul Nader there? I didn't really actually hear what his injury was there. But, yeah, um... I think his was more short-term. I think Source might be out this week. Well, uh, I know for sure Gary Brown will be back. So, I mean, yeah. they're going to win at home, man, on, on Saturday against that depleted Falcons. Yeah, a rare Saturday. That's a strange game time as well. So, 6 o'clock local time in Perth. So, strange time there. Looking forward to it. I'll say my, my boys will get up there. All right, cool. Uh, Brisbane Illawarra on Sunday at 2. Look, I'll pick Brisbane to win the first game and Illawarra to lose their first game. So, maybe I'll switch it and say Illawarra wins this one and they both end up 1-1 for the weekend. Yep, cool. And Sydney versus New Zealand at Kudos. Uh, you going? I'm boycotting it. I'm boycotting it. No, okay. I'm not going. No, no. I'll be in Melbourne for my cousin's uh, bachelor uh, box party. Sorry. Okay. So I'll miss it. But uh, yeah, I was in, anyway planning on boycotting a few Sunday games till we won. You know. Mm-hmm. So, well, firstly, um, behave yourself for that bachelor party. Um, yeah, you've, okay. been, you've been advised. Um, you're getting old now, Woods. You got to you got to do that right. now. Um, look, in terms of that game, yeah. Oof. I think Sydney will probably get a little bit of confidence with that, that um, game against Adelaide, and they, they might sort of break that home curse and, and get a win on Sunday. Some good games this round. It's a, an interesting round. Yep, yep, I agree with you. Yeah, I can't wait. A lot of uh, teams on double, so when you get your super yep. coach team together, make sure you look at that before tip-off at 7.30 this evening, Robbie. For sure, yep. Look, I want to talk about the NBA. I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors, but a, one thing I want to talk to you about before... Is that because I'm wearing this jersey, or is there another reason? Oh, I was going to do it anyway, but it works out sure. well that you are a Jersey brother. Sure. Two big injuries we heard about. Ja Morant, Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Unfortunate. What, what are your thoughts there? Well, firstly, Tyrese Halliburton, get, get well soon because I'm, we'd be seeing you play in a couple of months. So it sounds like it's only going to be a, a short-term yeah. injury there. But, yeah, it's a shame to sort of see that there, even though they, they end up winning the game. And, and Memphis, you mentioned with Moran out, they had a big win as well today. So they've shown they can play without him in the past and probably shows how important that Marcus Smart um, trade was in the off-season there. But, yeah, not a great season for Moran. I think he might have played nine games from memory there. Um, obviously, um, hopefully he looks after himself and, and doesn't do some stupid stuff in his off season as well, which you you have some worries about him with all that downtime he's going to have there. But no, nah, it's a shame for Memphis. Look, they were struggling anyway this season and probably unlikely to to you know make the playoffs, maybe push for the play-in, but it's going to be hard hard for them to get that far now, I guess. It's not the worst idea for him to tank a little bit towards the end yeah. of the year, get a decent pick, have John Moran and Stephen Adams come back alongside Mars. Alex Sarr. Alex Sarr, potentially, someone like that. <laughs> what, what a great... What a great yeah. um, hey, is Alex Sarr playing again this year or what? What's the go with that? I, I know we're not, we're not going to be seeing him in a few weeks at the you know the Kings-Wildcats game there, but I just wonder if that injury you know lingers on another one or two weeks, whether they try to, to pull him there. I heard through right? the grapevine he might even play this weekend, man. Really? Okay. I heard through the grapevine he might even play this weekend, or he's going to be evaluated before the game this weekend. Okay. So I don't think he's going to sit out because the kind of minutes he's playing isn't yeah, that's true. too too large. He's playing spot minutes, and his stock has just risen with the impact that he's had in the NBL. So yeah. I think um, in the end, it'll be up to his agent and stuff, but I, I think we will see him again. Awesome. All right. The Warriors, this is what I want to talk about a little bit, right? Mm. The Golden State Warriors and what, what, what the future holds for them. So Draymond Green's suspension has now been completed. The NBA has stated that um, he's getting the help that he needs. Um, he's not going to be ready to suit yet. He needs to ramp up to being able to play. What kind of impact is he going to have on this Warriors team? And do you think he would have learned from this experience? Um, some impact and no would be my quick answers to those. Um, look, I just don't know whether he can change his 
the way he plays at this at this stage of his career, right? He might come out and have a few games where he behaves himself, but he's just got that fire inside him that I think he can't put out. And it's, it's certainly helped him, you know, what he's achieved in his career. But, I, you know, I, I could just see something happening, you know, later in the year. If he does anything now, he's going to get a suspension, let's face it. So he's going to have to be on his absolute best behaviour there. Um, look, it will be good for him to get him back in. Um, you know, Chris Ball's out now, so they need some more veteran leadership there. Um, just hopefully he can come back and, and really help the team with his leadership because he's he's really hurt them what he's what he's done this year, right? Um, yep. Sure, they could do out there having that enforcer, that defensive player, and someone that can distribute the ball from, you know, from a big guy there. So, look, I hope for his sake that he can work it out. I'm just not convinced he will. Well, Chris Ball, someone who used to be a nemesis of him, has become a very close friend of, of, of Draymond's. And mm-hmm. by all reports, the support he received from Tom Izzo, LeBron James, and Chris Paul was vital in the time that he had off, right? Yeah. Um, and he actually considered calling it quits and retiring from basketball completely. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's being honest when he, when he said that? He was going, I he think was going so. To... I yeah, I don't see any reason why he'd have to, to sort of lie about that. So that probably shows you where he was at after that last suspension and the absolute crossroads there. So it's good that he's got some of those peers. I know that him and LeBron are close. And, you know, Tom Izzo, certainly a very uh, well-respected coach, um, someone that, yep. you know, we um, we had coach, uh, we had um, former player Adam Ballinger on there who obviously played with Michigan State as well, so knew about Izzo's legacy there. Um, even though he hasn't, I don't think he coached him at the time. But, um, yep. yeah, it would be interesting to see what, what Draymond can be and how long it will take him to get back now. But they, they might need to sort of rush it forward to get him in there because they're – I mean, what are their in the standings now, Woods? I think they're um, – they're, they're 17, 17 and 19. 17 and 19, 12th in the West. And they're in 12th. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no messing around now, right? You've got yeah. to just get going now, right? So, um, yeah, they need him back, and, and they need to start performing for sure. So, tell me something. You mentioned Chris Paul's injury briefly there, right? He's got a fractured left hand. And he's going to miss around two months. Mm. Good, good work, Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> but he was actually just starting to get some rhythm together and fitting into to that Golden State team, and had some great assist number games. True. Even put up some points in some games, and he's starting to fit in. Um, no, to his credit, was you know, I'm clearly not a fan of Chris Ball, and I've made jokes about that in the past. But he has accepted his role in this team. He hasn't come in and tried to, you know, be the man. Obviously, you're a player that's never really had any success, and you're coming into to such a great team like this. So he has fit in well, and it will be a big loss for him there. Um, and this is time, I think, some of the younger players need to, to step up. Right, you got the, the rookie ball in this this um, year. Um, the um, Dale Davis' sons is coming out of nowhere. I think might yeah, have started yeah. in the last game there. And um, I know you probably want to ask a little bit about Kaminga. So you ask me that one before I give you some thoughts on, on him. Yeah, so I mean, Jonathan Kaminga's come out in the media and basically lost all faith and trust in Steve Kerr as a coach, right? Um, he's aired his dirty laundry in public rather than keeping it in-house. Yeah. Firstly, all is not well in, in the locker room there. Mm. Uh, that's my deduction from that. And secondly, yeah. was that the right way to go about it? It's interesting, isn't it? I was thinking about this today, Woods. It might be one of those things. I mean, I think Kerr's the, the third longest tenure coach. And on that, actually, how about Spolstra today signing an eight-year contract extension? Unbelievable, oh, right? Oh, nice, um, I saw that. But I think maybe with someone like Steve Kerr, sometimes the voice starts to get a little bit lost on a, on a locker room, right? Um, so maybe that's what's happening there. He's never had... Much success, I wouldn't say, with some of the younger players there. Yeah. Um, we've seen a few failures. I think, I think, I mean, obviously Wiseman was just a massive failure there and probably one that they'll, you know, regret for years years to come. But I don't think Moses Moody's really worked out that well too. He was the top maybe six pick or something off the top of my head, around that sort of mark anyway. Um, Kaminga has got some skills though. He's really shown that this year. Very athletic there. He gives him that, that sort of play they don't have. I mean, um, 
Wiggins has just gone, I don't know what he's doing this year. He's clearly got, got something going on in his life. It's impacting his play there. But Kaminga's that one sort of guy that could come on and give them something different there. So I think they really need to, to get him back on the same page there. I don't know. He obviously needs to sit down. Kerr seems like he's the sort of guy that would be approachable. Um, maybe you could have a bit of a chat with him there. But they need to sort this, um, this out, right? Because you don't want to be airing complaints through the media like that. I would have preferred him to go just have a sit-down chat with Steve. It seems like a reasonable guy, someone who could approach. Mm. We don't know the whole story. but Yeah, maybe he did that and nothing became of it, and that's, that's why he decided to, maybe. to make it public, maybe. Yeah. So the wheels falling off in Golden State. This, this team has been a storied franchise for the best part of the last decade. Mm. Uh, multiple championships. The players are getting older. Um, is it time to look at the future? I mean, do you honestly think that if they can get healthy and make the playoffs play in, they're going to make any noises? It's a good question, isn't it? I mean, they are the second oldest team in the NBA. They've got an average of 28. Um, do you know who the oldest team is, Woods? Uh, Lakers? Bucks. The Bucks. Bucks and, and Golden State are just behind them there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. you still got to maybe give these guys another run there. Curry's still playing at an elite level there. Clay's really taken, like, a, a step down in these last couple of seasons, but he's still a handy player. Um, for me, it's probably getting Wiggins to, to, you know, remember the guy was an all-star last year. I still can't believe he's got that on his resume. But was that last year or the year before? Or the year before, anyway. Yeah, he's got an all-star yeah. appearance and Josh Smith doesn't, so I'm not happy about that. But hopefully you can sort of find some of that form for their sake. Um, they just need one other guy to step up. Um, so, yeah, I don't know who that's going to be. Can it be Kaminga if he can sort this out there? Um, yeah, not sure. But they, they, yeah, time's running out, right? 17, Corey, 19. Corey Joseph, man. Corey Joseph is sitting on that roster. Yeah, well, he'll, he'll possibly play a bit more now yeah. with, with um, CP3 out. CP so. and Draymond Green. He's a veteran. He's got championship pedigree work from the first time in the Spurs. It would, they could do worse to send a veteran like that are out there to settle that settle things down, right? When in the absence of these guys, and you wonder if a team like this could would, could be um, busy in the trade deadline this year. Yeah. I mean, could they try and trade someone like Moses Moody now? Why he's still got that value? If they sort of think he's not going to improve, his value is going to go down. So maybe try and flip him now for maybe not a veteran, but maybe someone you know in their sort of mid to late twenties or something like that that could maybe help that team now. So we'll watch this space. I can't see that they've been a traditional you know team that's done trades at the mid season point because they've always been good this long. Um, this run they've been on there, but maybe that's something they try this year as well. All right, so final question for you. Will they or will they not make the playoffs? Not the play-in, the playoffs. No, they will not. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, they will not. That West is strong, man. Utah's ahead of them. Yeah, well, I think there's been some teams in the West that we probably haven't expected there. And, you know, it's it's hard to say. You'll see that stage in the year when injuries start to linger and that. But, you know, I think I mentioned it the other week. Um, I mean, Dallas have slipped a little bit now, but Dallas have been better than I thought. Houston have been amazing. Um, we expect Phoenix and the Lakers to show a bit of form. Memphis, who knows, could go on a run. They're only three wins behind um, Golden State there. Sacramento's playing some great balls. So, yeah, I'd say it's going to be a really uphill battle. I don't think they will make it. Yeah, awesome, man. Um... All right, great. Thanks, Robbie. Um, all right, so I've got a special pack today for Class Packs because Reese, good friend of the show, good friend of, uh, of you and I, Random Hoops, posted a pic of, I think, a Fleer, I think it was a Fleer 92, 92, 93, or 93, 94 on Twitter, on X, the other oh, day. Oh. Um, and I said, man, I think I've got a few packs of those. I'm going to open one of those packs for you. So nice. I can't remember if it was the 92, 93 or the 93, 94 that he posted, but yeah. I've got a pack of 9293. Nice. These these were the fancy ones as well. These are always like maybe a dollar or two dollars more than the regular yeah. packs going back in the day there, because with that fancy ultra name there. So now looking forward to see who we've got here. Hold on. 
get my scissors. Oh, then that tightly wrapped up. This one's hard to open. Hey, you know what I was thinking as well, Woods? Obviously, we talk about it every week, this US trip we're going on. We've got yeah, to find a card shop when we're there. We won't do it on camera. Yeah, we should yeah. find a box of cards and, and open that one night when hell we're in a hotel room. Yeah. That'd be a bit of fun, right? Yeah. I know yeah. it's all about the autograph cards these days, so maybe we'll pull something like that. But yeah, let's try and do something like that. Okay. I've worn this guy's jersey on the show before. One of the diminutive guards of that era has a, son playing in, has a son playing in the NBA. Known for his killer crossover. Ah, Tim Hardaway. And... Nice, nice looking card. Show me the back okay. of those ones. Okay, I got them wrong. Yeah. It's the 93-94, the, it's the, the okay. uh, Ultra Flare that, that Reese had. Yeah. So, sorry, yeah. Reese. <laughs> well, shout out to Reese. But either way, a very nice looking card, aren't they? So, yep. Um, yep. I've, got a, I've, I've got a pack of the 93-94 somewhere as well. Um, okay. Nice. Um, Dallas Mavericks guard, who then... Went to New York and ran Derek the Harper. offense there. Yep. Derek Didn't Harper. we have him last week, Derek Harper? We did. We did. I feel like we did, we right? Did. Yeah. I like that old green Mavs jersey as well there. Okay, Denver Nuggets guard. Uh, can't see his number, but he was drafted pick eight. Uh, he's from Temple. Doesn't Ross say what Stiff? year he was drafted. No. Oh, um... Mark Macken. Mark Macken. Macken yes. or Mason. I always, I always didn't know which one it was. Same. Yeah. You like how I pulled that one out there, right? That was very good. Very you good. You like that. All right. Um, bruising, bruising forward center for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, you just mentioned a Golden State Warriors father who played in the NBA, whose son has suddenly had an impact on that Warriors roster. This man... The same surname. Um, Terry Davis. And, and left-handed. Yeah, Terry Davis. Yeah. Nice. Left-handed from memory. Yeah, right? he was. He was handy yeah, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sick, man. You recently had this guy's jersey hanging in the rafters. I think you didn't wear it. He played the Sonics, the Sixers. Oh, Hersey, uh, the Hawk. I've also got his sunny jersey, Hersey Hawkins. Nice, yeah, great player there, the Hawk. Okay, still holds the record for most assists in an NBA game. Um, you think it'll be broken sooner rather than later, but it's still Scott Skiles as far as I know, right? Scott Skiles. Nice. 100% today. Look at, yeah. Firstly, look how small those shorts were, and also Woods. He was one of the more fiery players I've ever seen, that guy. He yeah, would yeah. fight anyone on the court if he oh. had to. Seriously. Bit of John Stockton in him. I always yeah, remind a little, little bit, bit of John Stockton. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, we know this guy. Also left-handed, center. 92-93, played for the Philadelphia 76ers. He was a second-round pick. He went to North Carolina State. He had, had a flat top, had a flat top like kid from Kid and Play. Uh, and has its coolest name. Ooh, what number? Um, in cricket, when you haven't scored a boundary for ages and you finally hit a four, the commentators say he broke the. Oh, no, you don't have to follow cricket that close. He though. broke tackles. No, I can't picture it. Who you got? Charles. Ah, oh, Shackleford. Shackleford. 
Shackleford, well, yeah, I'd completely forgotten about that guy. Yeah. Was he a left hander? You did well remembering that. I don't even recall that. Well, he's shooting left hand on a card. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, Atlanta Hawks legend. Um, well, he's not a legend, but he played for the Atlanta Hawks. I really well, like him. Had to play for that man. Yeah, played for the Sacramento Kings. I think initially drafted potentially by the Sacramento Kings, uh, number thirty-three. Um, Ty Corbin. was a good scorer. Was a good scorer. Um, uh, not Ty Corbin. Uh, uh, undrafted. Went to Georgia Tech. Ah, oh, Dwayne Farrell. Dwayne Farrell. Nice. I remember him with Golden State. I don't oh, remember Golden Sacramento, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you I had that random dream about him as well. Was that, uh, we yeah. went to Atlanta and we checked into our apartment yeah, there and yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. landlord, Dwayne Farrell. So that's why he was um, fresh in my mind there. So, yeah, I was, a, I was a fan of Dwayne Farrell back in the day. He's one of those random jerseys I would have liked to have got if I could have. Oh, it was the Pacers that he was with. Yeah, yep. that sounds right. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay. Um, all right. The Plastic Man, another hawk from Ooh, one hawk nice. to the other. Two hawks in a row. Stacey. Is, he doing, is he doing something nice? Augman. Very nice. And and I'm sure Reese would appreciate that as well. Someone that, you know, those top 10 um, plays in the 90s, the courtside countdown, he would have some amazing oh, plays yeah. on those ones there. So, yeah, big fan Quite of that. Quite a few left-handers today as well. Yeah, you're right, actually. This is a left-hand. <laughs> <back. Yeah. laughs> All right, you got this one wrong last week or the week after. Flat-out scorer um, from Seattle Supersonics. Um also played for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Number twenty-two, guard. Uh, Derek Mc. No, guard. Um, I didn't get it last time either. I think I would have learned the lesson. College yeah, Rice. He went to Rice first round, pick ten. Not George McLeod, right? I don't no. remember him with Seattle. Twenty-two. One more blanket on that again. Um, okay, the truth has a similar name to him. His. Oh, Ricky Pierce. Ricky of course, Pierce. Of course. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, the, the veteran player. Is that Sadale 3 you might be scoring over in that card as well there? Ooh, number three. Is that Sadale 3? Good baby. He's a ball here, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, your brother has spoken about this guy. He, he was a big fan of him in, in the Stanley Roberts days at the Clippers. Um, he was a forward. I think that starting lineup was Stanley Roberts, this guy, Tony Eisenberg. Um, Lafonso Ellis potentially he was a part of that starting lineup. Lloyd Vaughn. Lloyd Vaughn. Nice. Out of Michigan, That's right? right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that starting lineup. He had a handy. I don't think Antonio McDice is there, but I think you got that wrong. No, no, Tony McDice. It was Tony Mazenberg. Mazenberg, yeah, he was. Lafonso Ellis, Lloyd Vaughn. Uh, was Lafonso Ellis there? Was he? Maybe he's oh, like, yeah, not sure. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're testing ourselves going back that far. Just don't, right. mention, just don't mention Danny Manning if we're talking that, that era. All right. He would have been on there. Oof. Yeah. The, the, the glove, the glove. Oh, the GP. Harry. He's he, he yapping as well. You can't Pager. see if he's actually talking with someone on that card. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, look at this. He's got, he's got, he's got, he's got the, the flat top as well. <laughs> you know? Looking pretty slick there, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. From one Seattle Supersonics. I've got the last cards are both Seattle Supersonics, right? Hmm. How about you just try guessing them without me even saying anything? They're not, they weren't stylers. All right. They were both forwards of, one of them was a guard forward. Um, You've mentioned one earlier. Derek when McKee. Guessing. Derek McKee is one of them. Yep. Big fan of Derek McKee, yeah. A lot so of Sonics got, in this pack. So you've got another Sonics as well now. Yep. Um, Just give me give me a number. See if I can get it off the number. Number 10. Oh, Nate. Former Hawks head Nate, coach, Nate McMillan. McMillan. Nice. Jeez, he's put on a bit of weight since then. Yeah. Jeez, there was a lot of... um. 
excuse me, a lot of, um, <coughs> you're going to sneeze, no, not going to happen. Um, a lot of Sonics, a couple of Hawks, a um, couple of Mavericks. So, yeah, interesting. That was a decent pack, not, not many superstars. It was, decent, it was yeah. really, really like players with nice stories. So, was Shackleford the only one that I didn't get, or was yep. there another uh, one? Uh, as well? I think, yeah, I think, I think you got, yeah, I think you got everyone right. Yeah, you got them all right by Shackleford. I'll take that Mark yeah. Mackin one. I think we'll go with Mackin, right? I never quite knew, but it's M A C O N Mason, Mason, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, well done. Someone you can fact check us on that one. So everyone, Robbie's back in form after a, a bit of a lean run lately. Hey, well, last week your internet was so bad I couldn't hear any of the clues, so you'll have to forgive me there. But this, it was a bit. How much better week. has it been today? Hopefully, it's not good in the edit, but no, I think a lot better. Yeah. Okay, been brother. fun. Been fun. All right, over to you, man. Why don't you take the the audience out? Absolutely. So, um, yeah, just a reminder where to check us out um, on YouTube or if you listen to your podcast. Um, we can also be followed on X at Throwbacks Hoops, on Instagram at throwback.hoops, um, email address throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us through the request. I know I've said this before, but if you've got a random team or some random jerseys you want us to wear, just holler out and we'll see if we've got someone from, from your team there. Um, also, Patreon. We'd really appreciate if anyone's able to offer any support to us there. Um, just visit the Patreon site and uh, check out the Throwback Hoops page on that one. Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been great. We'll be back next week to record, um, hopefully with the Kings getting a couple of wins. Um, any final thoughts, Robbie? I think if the Kings lose both those games this weekend, Woods, you'll be in a very somber mood next week. So hopefully for the podcast, they, they, they get some Most good wins death. there. But, yeah, like we mentioned, a really good round of NBL coming up. Um, the NBA is sort of heating up. I guess we're, you know, maybe a, uh, maybe three weeks away from the All-Star break there. So get on and do your All-Star voting, Woods. I'm not sure if you've done that. Um, I've been voting Trey a few times to make the, the All-Star game. So I actually want him to, to make it this year, and I hope he does, but he probably won't. But um, I think yeah. uh, we'll do our All-Star predictions the next week or so. You're right. That's a good right, So. Look All forward right. to it, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, you too. And to from Robbie and I and the team at Throwback Hoops, peace out to everyone.